Hello. Hi. Hi. It's uh, what this podcast is. This one. It's a rum doings podcast. I need said it's the rock paper shotgun podcast. It oh. trips off the tongue. It's, it's the it's, rum doings podcast. It's podcast number eight of the rum doings franchise. Is it a number eight? It wow, is, we've I been think. going for ages. Yeah. We have. Um, I think you should, we should first of all say we need to say what topic we're not discussing before we introduce the uh, the delicacy before <laughs> us. Yes, the topic we're not discussing today is John and Edward. Yes. Very That's much. the topic. I don't right. think I literally could discuss that subject if you asked <laughs> no. me to. John and Edward, or as it should be put, John and Edward. Is that or yeah. Jedward, as I understand yes. the tabloid press says? But that's enough of that. That's enough of that. So, um, Nick, uh, what do I stay, what do I have in this bowl in front well, of me? Well, in order to celebrate the resumption of the recording after the birth of my daughter, we decided to <laughs> we went all to, out. To, we decided to go all out and celebrate in style. So we've purchased only Asda Smart Price produce. Yes. Um, we have the Asda Smart Price chicken curry. Uh, it doesn't actually say what sort of curry. It just says a very mild curry. Yes. Because it wouldn't pretend that it actually <laughs> bears any relation to any... I'm really frightened th- to put Smart Price yeah. meat. How much does this cost each? I think these these were 60p, 60p. For, curry, for a curry, a chicken curry and rice each. It's uh, funny because when I order it from the Indian, it comes to around ten pounds. Yes. And then afterwards, we've got for afters. For afters, we've got the Asda Smart Price chocolate mousse. Um, there are four pots thereof, um, uh-huh. and the total cost was thirty-two p. Eight p a pot. That can only be. It's got a picture of some chocolate on the front. Yes, so it must on, have chocolate in it. On the very unappealing. It doesn't say chocolate flavour mousse. It actually says chocolate mousse. On I'm... the on the on the very unappealing Smart Price branding, uh-huh. it's green and white. But then it's got a little piece of chocolate illustrated there, and says... and the word improved recipe. <laughs> That's right. So let us see whether we can taste. Look the how improvement. many look how many really uh, uh, best before dates it has stamped over yes. it. It's really quite emphatic about that. Uh, they are slightly. And what and what the companies are what's for our what drink do we have to wash this all down with? Esters of mono and diglycerides of fatty acids are in the... Good, um, but what's the to top. drink, Nick? Um, to, to drink, people will probably think we're just making it up for comic effect. <laughs> but we're, that we're, we're sufficiently dedicated that we've bought the Asda Smart Price dark rum. Uh-huh, at 2.30 in the afternoon. Hmm. Where is it from? Caribbean. How is it made? Distilled from sugar cane and blended with other rums from the Caribbean. How to store room temperature. What does it taste like? Caramelised sugar. What does it go with? <laughs> the dustbin. So, so, so Are you going to pour me my glass? I'll pour you, I've already delicious. poured my glass just, yeah. just to make sure it worked. After all, it is smart price. The, the bottle could have just disintegrated That's true. in my hand. So let's pour you. Want to have a little yeah. smell first on the bottle? Oh, oh that smells <laughs> very bad. Oh, oh. <laughs> It's all over the mic. That's quite a lot of rum. I might not drink that much rum. Okay. In the afternoon. So why don't you take a tot of rum and okay. then just, just to make sure that whatever goes down your gullet next from that chicken okay. curry will be neutralised. Okay, let's both drink some rum together. <laughs> Three, chin, chin. two, one, go. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's sort of... It's, 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 it's weirdly nothing. Yeah, it tastes really watered down. It's yeah. like a sweet rum that's been really watered down. <laughs> exactly. It tastes like a, a, a banal rum. <laughs> <coughs> with lots of water. Yeah. Uh, it's not... Yeah, so I'm going to take... Fine. Okay, I think we should eat this curry before it goes cold. Okay. Was it very rude to eat on a podcast? Yeah. I don't know what the manners are anybody like. done. Let's try it. It doesn't, it doesn't smell too bad. I'm going to have some chicken in this first bite, so I'm going to go down with food poisoning as yeah. early as possible. Mm. Um. Well... I've had worse. Yeah. It tastes like... Um, School curry. Mm, oh, I was going to say, worse than that, though. The curry you would make in home economics at school. You know, with the limited ingredients they gave. Yes. 
Which not a... including any spices. I mean, it could be worse. I mean, let's not let's not be hyperbolic. No. Um, if this is the worst that scratters have, they've got a quite good in this country. I like I like sultanas in my curry, but this tastes just of sultanas. <laughs> it does actually. Well, primarily. Primarily sultana flavour. It sort of tastes of pudding. <laughs> yeah, it does a bit, yeah. It tastes of a chicken-based pudding. <laughs> Chicken-rice pudding. Yeah. Mm. Well, there we are. So, Nick, what have you been up to? Um, it's been a long time since we've had a rum doings. It has. I, I, I apologise. Um, given... Well, I haven't given birth. Uh, you did the next not, best. I, I, I got somebody else to give birth mm-hmm. for me. Uh, half of my design. Um... And the little baby daughter is called Judith. So if everybody wants to email podcast at rumdoings.com, welcoming Judith to the world, I'll show it to her in about 10 or 20 years' time. <laughs> and I'll just say, what in God's name is this? What's an email, Daddy? Why what's did an email, Daddy? Why yeah. would you use one of those? And what's a podcast? It'll all be Google Waves by then. Yeah, exactly. So everybody email podcast at rumdoings.com and send her a poem or something. And I'll print it out on vellum. She, she doesn't yet look like Judith from Eggheads. Or, and she also doesn't look like Judith Han. Who is she is named for? No, 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 no. She's named for Judith Resnick, who, oh. who was the uh, the there were the first uh, lady astronaut in space from America was called Sally Ride, and she was a bit po-faced and was just using it for the PR in order to go and do other things. All oh, right. But the first proper lady astronaut was called Judith Resnick, who was a, a very good astronaut and actually enjoyed it for what it was and was a good scientist and so okay. on. Uh, and then she got blown up in the Challenger. Disaster. So we thought, yeah. you know, uh, up to that point, I'd like, her, I'd, like, I'd, like, I'd like her to emulate her success. Uh-huh. Plus, Judith is one of those names which isn't that offensive, but isn't too wacky. And it uh, abbreviates nicely to y- Judy. Yeah, you, you you got cross with me when we were thinking of some wackier names. Mm-hmm. You said, you know, don't don't burden your child with a wacky name. Exactly. It's all very cute for a baby, but it doesn't really suit a fourteen-year-old. Yeah. I mean, you're called John, so really you've got the epitome of non-wackiness. Yeah, exactly. It's very. It's a functional name. I know which name to look around to when I hear it said out loud, so, mm. you know. As do that's about f- 20 other people. I know, but it's, it's, that's all it's meant to serve. Yeah. I was just talking of names, I just noticed Upside Down on your bookshelf. I know Upside Down is, uh, mm. on purpose, a book by Uncle Norman. Indeed. Yeah, Uncle Norman Mailer, whom we um, died last year. Mm-hmm. And um, this, uh, this side of the family had something of a of a squabble with um, so my mother would write sort of angry letters to him and he'd write angry letters back oh, really? perhaps we should sell them now that's a good idea because mm-hmm. it worth something because I wrote a um, I wrote a book about the internet in the 90s and my mum sent him a copy I don't think he responded so my mum shouted at him for not responding and he said <laughs> I do not reply to the clarion call of family he said wow so, so we still have those bitchy emails between us and, and cousin Norman grumpy uncle Norman he was what have you been up to while I've been doing well you've been having a baby yeah I've just been to America mm-hmm. which is better than England you think it is? Mm-hmm. Except for the death penalty. Apart from the death penalty, quite significantly, except for the death penalty. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a reason. Yes. And also, the poor people should not be treated in hospital and die in a gutter policy as well. Well, but though, while I was over there, the healthcare uh, bill passed while I was there. I like to think I was partly responsible. What does it actually offer, this healthcare reform bill? Because, I mean, I've not been following, but I assume it's been watered down so much that it's actually useless. As far as I'm... Well, no, apparently not. I, don't, I, I genuinely have absolutely no idea, but I... I asked someone, apparently the one compromise they made was something on abortion. Oh, of course. Which is a shame, but, you know, it makes sense um, mm. to win the... At least, because apparently it was going to get a zero vote from the right, but mm-hmm. um, there's enough of a dominance from the left to pass it through at last, now that they've stopped heckling their own side. Mm. So that was good. 
Um, yes, although don't, I don't think we'll have to uh, have the comfort of no death penalty for much longer. Once Mr. Cameron's in, he gets rid of all those pesky, crazy bureaucratic rules from Brussels. Yeah, he's getting rid of the Human Rights Act because humans, humans don't need rights. Telling us how straight our bananas have to be and that we can't hang each other in the street. <laughs> yes, and uh, stone gays, mm. things like that. No, the modern Tory party loves the gay. That's true, though, very much so. They yeah. love the gay vote, I think, more than the <laughs> yes. gay themselves. Yes, so, I mean, no, it's uh, it's interesting what's going to be happening to politics in this country over the next few years, and a little bit worrying. Really. <laughs> a little bit frightening. But you, you have to be apolitical, don't we, because otherwise we're breaching BBC guidelines. That's right, I forgot that we've now been hired by the BBC to produce this podcast. <laughs> exactly. So there are other political parties out there with objectionable views. <laughs> That's true. You could perhaps vote for the BNP instead. Or the UKIP. That's true. I like that. That was my favourite thing about when um, the whole question time, furore. 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 Yeah. Uh, over. <laughs> You're so much better than I am, for Sorry. anyone who remembers what we're referencing. Yeah, of course. Um, with the, the, everyone saying, um, oh, yeah, what drove me insane about this whole thing was that the, 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 I can't get the sentence out. The claim was that by having Nick Griffin on Question Time, you were encouraging people to vote for his party, <laughs> yeah. which is great. Something like 3,000 people attempted to sign up, but they can't currently take sign-ups because mm. of the whole pesky having to let foreigners in at the rule at the moment. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, uh, which I worked out to be 0.02% of the audience or something like that. Yeah, that's Of the 8 million who tuned in. Mm. Um, so... Uh, and God knows how many of those are just doing it for a joke or to see. Of course, what, yeah, know. of course. And so the next day uh, on any questions on Radio Four, um, the panel were united in their horror that this could be allowed to have happened. But what they all said, and they were unanimous, is absolutely um, unanimous opinion amongst the panel of all the different parties, was that the reason people voted for the BNP mm-hmm. was because they felt disenfranchised by the major parties. They felt unrepresented when it came to matters such as Europe and immigration. And therefore, they had nowhere else to turn but to the BBC, but, but to the BNP. They weren't racists. No. They were just merely confused. Which is just an astonishing, stupid lie that they... And well, that's, they know a, that that's just lying. like saying a teenager who hasn't been able to find himself a girlfriend yet and is frustrated with porn, of course he's going to go out and rape people because that's he's right. got no... no Absolutely. Late, no ladies come out and put herself out for it. That's right. It's only to be expected. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't stand when people are made excuses for. No, some people are just very unpleasant, racist, nasty people. Yes. It wouldn't surprise me if a million or two... 900,000 or 1 million people in this country of course are going to be racist. I know... In my experience, I've met enough people who are, who yeah. are, who are found um, racist that, to know that that's probably quite representative. One, 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 one in 60. Frankly, one in 60 seems very generous. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm surprised there's not more voters for the BNP. Yeah. Um, and the reason they vote for the BNP is not because they're disenfranchised or confused. It's because they're horrible, foul racists. Or very, very stupid. And the reason for this is... And the reason I know this to be true is because they're, you, they're not your first port of call. There's, as you say, UKIP. Yes, exactly. UKIP, which is also a foul racist party, but they wear a suit and tie better mm-hmm. than BNP. And you've got respect if you're very angry in the other direction. And you've and you've got the Conservative Party, frankly. Yes, of course. And who? What's the other one? What's the one that Robert Kilroy Silk? Um, uh, the Purple Party. Yeah, the Purple Lot. God knows. I mean, there's there's plenty to go. Yeah, to. Absolutely. There's there's many stages before you have to reach the BM, <laughs> the, the the British National Party, the, yeah. the modern National Front, yes. a pro-Nazi, neo-Nazi yeah. formed organisation. Exactly. And and so of course the people who are voting for them are, are racist. There's no there's no there's, there's no way that they would be sinking now, that I, low. I'm by pre- no, I, I am prepared to accept that there is a very small minority who are just thick, mm-hmm. criminally thick, and probably shouldn't be allowed to vote. But you know, <laughs> it sounds like a BMP policy. <laughs> 
does, doesn't it? <laughs> I'll make the nice BMP that does all of the MPs' policies, but are nice with it. That's true. Well, that's what Nick Griffin was trying to promote, wasn't it? On Question Time, that's right. The, yeah, the nice, friendly version of the BMP. You know, they they can they hang out with the Ku Klux Klan, but not the sort that are that violent. No, exactly. <laughs> it's nice. The Ku Klux Klan that they wear different pastel shades, not just the white on their um, well, I thought, smock. What surprised me most about that that claim that the Ku Klux Klan, but then they weren't violent, was the Ku Klux Klan aren't famously violent. They're famously racist. They don't they they don't really lynch black people anymore. That has no, they, 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 well. no, they just tend to al- that's a, a bit like, retro, that's a bit retro, yeah, isn't it? They are like burning crosses on their front lawns and drive them out of town. These are not uh violent. You could you could, you could argue that they were violent in their um in, in, in other ways but they're not what he was talking about they're not like running and lynching people yeah. that doesn't that doesn't defend it's okay them. now yeah, they're no right. longer murdering people <laughs> in the streets <laughs> therefore it's fine therefore they're fine as long as they're not punching people who cares yeah, if they're exactly. massively intolerant they're and wiring people up to, 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 to trees and garrotting them anymore so it's fine that's absolutely there yeah. you go so. as long as you don't do that but so what terrifies me most of all is that all these parties are unanimous in this position that um, what they must do is listen to the, the people who are voting for the BNP. What you must do in politics is listen to people. That's <laughs> another reference there. <laughs> there you go. Um, is the, 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 the idea is that they are saying what we need to do in response to this is listen to those people who are voting for the BNP and appeal to them. So what they are saying is we need to go to the racists and take on the policies of the racist parties well, in order that they'll work well, for us. The, these people who are so-called worried about immigration, what are they actually worried about? Uh, they're worried about uh, foreign people... But what, never, never, what are they worried about in their minds? Oh, well, they, 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 they think they're being reasonable. What are they worried about? They're worried about... Oh, the jobs being taken. The jobs being taken. Dark people, fewer light cricket matches. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a, you know, I think the, the rhetoric would be that they're taking over our houses. They're taking over they our get jobs. A, they get given a council house before the, oh, yeah, absolutely, the indigenous... Yeah. And, and, and they get all our benefits and all these other but things they, based on but absolutely these, no facts But don't, don't these people understand that... Without immigration, this country would have a falling um, birth rate, mm-hmm. and there would be a massive problem with funding pensions. Oh, but in ten years' time, we might have seventy million people, and that sounds like a big number. But good. <laughs> we need we need in order to fund our deficit, we need many more people than mm-hmm. we've got at the moment because we don't have enough people to pay for what we need doing. We need a lot more people making a lot more jobs, doing a lot more business, doing making themselves more busy. And creating more of an economy. We need probably... I would... I'm going to... You've had a bit of rum. I tried doing some rum there. Woo! I think... <coughs> yes. I'm not drinking any more of that. I, I think this country could do with probably about a third more of the population than it has at the moment. In, but uh, where would we all live? There's, we're already too full. You can't move for people. Yeah, exactly. When you're, when you're on the train or you're on the motorway, yeah. you never see any part of the country that just... <laughs> That's right. It's just jam-packed houses, <laughs> wall to wall. It's all terrases. The whole room... No fields. The, the M4 any... is just terraces. All no fields. No, none. <laughs> none. That the M4 itself people are living on. I have to dodge them. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, there is tons. Of, uh, and the, so the, 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 the problem, the problem with this country is it's got crappy transport infrastructure yes. between the places where people live. That doesn't mean that there aren't big gaps <laughs> between the places where people live, which could be turned into more places where people live. And the fact is, if you look at successful nations, are all nations that are built on a lot of very free immigration mm-hmm. uh, and creative immigration. Now, I'm quite happy that we could say we don't want rubbish people in this country. You know, if you want to bring bring in uh, fundamentalist people who generally come in just to cause trouble, fine. But if you Say people from any country who just want to work here and want to make, do do a good job and want to bring up a family, I think that's very good and mm-hmm. it would be good for the country. I I can't think of any example where that wouldn't be the case. Um, it's just it seems strange that people would worry about it. 
unless they were very insecure about their own value. Because well, I think, there you go. I mean, my, my this is my hypothesis. I think that um, people are uh, people who have lived in this country over many generations and therefore think of themselves as pure English people yeah. and find themselves in a ghastly situation in a, in a horrible house, no no job, perhaps drug dependencies and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. They must realise that they've had many, many, many generations to get out of that hole. Right. And they then see an immigrant who, frankly, is cleverer than them and better than them mm-hmm. and is already getting a better job and after the second generation is driving around in a flash car yeah. and that kind of stuff. Of course, they're thinking, well, I'm a bit rubbish. And the reason they're thinking that is they are actually a bit rubbish. Yeah, yes. You know, they're the dregs. I'm sorry to get a bit... Uh, You're going to your BNP policies but, again. But funnily enough, the indigenous English people who haven't managed to pull their own socks up after two or three thousand years, yeah. they are the dregs. Right. They, they are the dregs, and that's a funny thing. It's not the immigrants come in. They're the mm-hmm. dregs, and I think they probably feel... They feel their dreggishness, and they realise, oh my goodness, we've been living in the same sort of state, this family, for the last X thousand years, and we seem to have no way out, and yet these flash foreigners come here with all their wily ways and already after a generation they've moved on to the nicer flat and the nice house and they've yeah. managed to con the council even into giving themselves them a better flat or whatever and so i guess it's just massive insecurity that it's it's the same logic as in all also operas and tv shows when someone is in a relationship and then a best a best friend of the person finds out that the person's partner is having an affair or is cheating them or is doing something mm. and so they tell them Mm. And this would happen, I remember this would happen, and it neatly brings us onto the subject of neighbours. I'm just having a bit more rum. Good luck. Uh, I really wouldn't. It's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's not that strong, but it's just so rough. It's just so painful going down your throat. It's so rough. Yes. Yeah, it it, 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 it creeps wire. down your throat with barbed wire wrapped around <laughs> its shoes, which are full of bird poop. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Um, mm. Yeah, so uh, the, 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 the character, you know, you tell them, oh, you're... Your partner, who you love very much, is is um, whom, whom, whom you, you love very much, is uh, having an affair, and the mm. person reacts always reacts angrily with the person passing on the message, and they say something insane like "You're just jealous," and yeah. then they take it all out on that person. It's very much the same with the people, you know, the the, the uh, immigrants come in and they basically say to these people, "You're pretty crap." At, you are a bit at, rubbish at doing life. I mean, I, I know it's a cli- and they go, "How dare you yeah. say that to it's me?" It's because of you that we're yeah. crap. I know, I know it's a You're cli- just jealous. I, I know it's a cliche to say it, but you know the old cliches do ring a bit true. That you know you get your Polish worker or whatever to do the job, right? And but when you get your English worker, you go, oh god, <laughs> this is going to be a long drawn out affair, and there's going to be lots of cups of tea, but not very much else. Um, I won't talk about our kitchen because that would be too bourgeois. But let's just say <laughs> things didn't pan out the way we would have wanted to. Um, don't buy your kitchens from Wix. Anyway, so... <laughs> that's, oh, that's I, the endorsement. Uh, while I'm endorsing, um, my sister-in-law, Liana Mailer, wanted a shout-out, so I'm giving her a shout-out. Oh, good. Liana, Liana well, when she, she was brought up in Northern Ireland, and mm-hmm. she was the queen of the Northern Irish um, uh, My Little Pony Society. <laughs> she had every My Little Pony, and she, oh, was, yeah. and she was in the My Little Pony magazine, <coughs> and she was featured there with all her ponies. She, she laid them out on the lawn outside, for, and they took a photo of all the My Little Ponies, and she was very proud, and she saw the caption saying, warning, you should not leave your My Little Ponies exposed to sunlight, because it could corrode their plastic. And, and it made her seem like she'd been a bad, negligent <laughs> pony mother, and she never got over that. Another fact about Liana is that she used to breed cats, and she used to keep their umbilical cords. Umbilical? 
Yes, umbilical. <laughs> umbilical. Umbilical. What would she do with them? String them all together to make a rope? Maybe. <laughs> so I just thought I'd give Leanna a That's the shout-out she was looking for, wasn't it? I, I'm not sure it is. A couple of embarrassing stories. Uh, she is a lawyer now, so we may find ourselves with an injunction <laughs> before this goes up. A super in- oh, I hope we get a super injunction. That would be very exciting. <laughs> we have to go back in time. And, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Your, your, lap- your laptop just went a bit screwy, but maybe... It just went to sleep. It's fine. It's still recording. <laughs> Yeah, my, my, my daughter gets to go to sleep. The laptop, I expect to stay it's up. It's very strange saying my daughter, isn't it, already? Yes. Do you feel those words feel natural to you yet? Or? No, they're a bit studied, to be honest. Yeah. But they don't feel odd. They just feel a bit studied. Like it's like the smell of a new car. You, you, put, <laughs> you quite like it, but you know right. it's not going to be... That, that newness uh, won't be around for very long. That's um, true. She's okay. She's all right. She's all right. I mean... She seemed quite pleasant when she, I She, when she I is her. quite pleasant. As I say, you know, you can easily be conned by your hormones into thinking it's the sweetest most cute baby I... in the world but my, my point is this I'm not going to allow myself to be conned by that but I did see some real munters at hospital you know, <laughs> see, I, mean... not, I don't think you could I think I can tell you independently that your baby your, your baby is a cute one it, it's a cute one but I'm I don't, think, that, I don't yeah. think if it weren't I don't think you'd know no I think I would uh, I, 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 I think I, I would know. I think because and, and no but here's how I would do it I would never say it wasn't cute Right. I say, oh, you're a bit of an ugly little bug, aren't you? <laughs> um, because you know they do get a bit scrunched well, up uh, for obvious reasons, and they their face can be a bit wonky for mm-hmm. a while, and can be swollen bits and creases and uh, all that kind of thing. And so we actually elected that if that were the case, we would be honest with guests right. and we say, look, we know she's a bit of an ugly bug at the moment. We think she's still cute, and that will put everybody at their ease because uh, Victoria was talking about how at various times in her life when people have introduced a baby and it's very obvious that this baby is quite hideous hideously yeah. deformed yes. and, I mean obviously they'll grow out of it you know how yeah, no, absolutely. My, my niece yeah. my sister quite uh, openly says that when my yeah. niece was born she was, she, was, she was awful looking and she's very very cute now she uh, and, and yeah, you have to say oh my goodness isn't she yes. lovely isn't she lovely exactly whereas I think if the parents say well look you can say what you want we know she, 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 she's going through she's going through the ugly stage at the moment but yeah. it's, it's actually that's cute in and of itself mm-hmm. I think it's quite fun when you've got this ugly little little gnome sort of <laughs> going, going towards you so I think that there should be a campaign for parents should be honest about how ugly their little babies are and everybody, everybody will be put at their ease. We're not saying that they're morally problematic or that they should be exposed on a hill. <laughs> We're merely saying that they, if you spent if you spend nine months scrunched up in some warm water, you'd probably look a bit yeah, a bit British. rum as well, wouldn't yes. you? So yeah, talking about rum, let me have another. No, don't drink. Why would sip. you drink? You it? have to have another sip. I'm not having any more. That last one was awful. Mm. They say it tastes of burnt sugar. Uh, it does. It tastes. It tastes quite sweet, and I like sweet rum. My favourite rum that I've had of all the different rums. Oh, I forgot about. Yeah. You haven't bought any. Sp- oh, you have bought I spoons. Bought oh, well done. Right. Um, my favourite rum is the is Morgan Spiced. Yes. And it's really sweet, and I love it for that. But this is just, as you say, just on the way down. It doesn't damage. I'm I'm um, breaking open the chocolate celebratory chocolate. There, there are there are four cartons, and I'm snapping them oh. snapping them into two. Look at the snap peak on I'm the snap the two. Apart, so the Siamese twins are yeah. about to be operated upon. There you go. I hope that hurt everyone's ears at home listening, yeah. especially if you're listening on on your iPod or something. iPod even. Here's a little. T- oh my goodness, you know what that looks like. There you go. It really does, doesn't it? The curry looked like uh, newborn baby poo. And this looks like the this sort looks of poo like, if you. If you this looks like newborn. the poo I was doing last week when I was very ill. Mm. Let's see. What's the bouquet like? It's. It's so bizarre when you put it in your mouth. It disappears. Yes, it runs <laughs> There's away. There's nothing to swallow. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what it tastes like yet. As soon as you put it in your mouth, it's mainly air. So we just spent eight p for air for chocolate flavored air. It looks really solid in the tub. And you pick but, it up and you go. 
but you put it in your mouth and there's nothing to swallow. That's the strangest experience. I guess it'd be good for a diet. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing there. There's just some vague chocolate flavoured spit going down the back of your throat after a while. That's the strangest thing. It's worth buying Asda's special price chocolate mousse just for this moment. Asda's smart price, because it is weird, because it looks really solid and substantial. Yeah. You go, and touches the top of your pad, and you feel all the air popping out of it, and then. There's no. kind of a bit of chocolate flavoured <laughs> spit going back, and that's it. It's not, it's not unpleasant. It's not like unpleasant, chocolate. it's just nothing. It makes your spit taste chocolatey, and that's all it does. <laughs> that would be a great appetising mm. slogan. And this is the improved recipe. Oh, of course. Perhaps the previous one would yeah. be was substantial in your mouth. And people didn't like it. <laughs> no. It was like soap or something. Okay, fair enough. Of all the products today that we bought from Asda in the uh, smart price range, which would you say is the worst? Oh, the rum by a stretch. The rum is absolutely and the best. Um, I'd say this chocolate mousse was the best. With the curry just lying curry blandly a, in the middle. The curry was a weird sultano-flavoured soup of sludge. It was mm. perfectly edible, but yeah. I'm not quite sure whether it had any nutritional value. No, I'm not no. sure whether the 60p was gonna. I mean, imagine. I, I I would love to have discovered it was beyond delicious, and then mm. I could live on 60p microwave meals. But I'd probably die of scurvy. Yeah, it seems a week. that you get what you buy for. Get me by for yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say I was thinking about my poo last week. Mm-hmm. I was thinking how far down the too much information scale I should well, descend. Might as well go. Um, so I had uh, an inexplicable bout of of gastroenteritis. As far well, that's my own self diagnosis. I starved myself for twenty four hours. Where did you get later. it? Uh, started last Saturday. So well, Saturday, well, actually, the Saturday before last. Now, so it wasn't your appendix, your other appendix, bro. not my other appendix. No, no. Oh, well, the pain wasn't nearly that bad. It was just... It, like, I've had gastroenteritis many, many years ago, and it felt familiar. It was that kind of... Gastritis. What? That's what your doctor... The, the doctor oh, yeah, that's, what the, that's what the doctor told me I had with uh, when I had my appendix. Gastritis. Gastritis. Yeah. Have yourself a sandwich, he said. Which is brilliant, because the uh, treatment for gastritis is to not eat. Mm. So it was a brilliant piece of so advice from that doctor. So you didn't eat this time? Uh, no, this time I starved myself for 24 hours. And then? And in fact, it was th- I, in 36 hours, I ate some soup and two slices of bread. And, and got better, which is fantastic. Um, so that's, that was a good treatment. Yeah. Um, after a few days of some extremely unpleasant toilet visits. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, did I tell you what my prize was at the end of all this? No. I have myself a little hemorrhoid. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you? Have you given it a name? I haven't. Maybe we should name it now. Maybe we should have someone name it on the, in the email. Okay, yes. If you could email podcast at rumdoings.com and suggest a name for John's little hemorrhoid, please. I think, see, I have a problem with this whole... Um, uh, too much information. No, thing. Uh, we've all got a bottom. Yes, and, and, we, we've, and we've all got information. If I, if I, have, uh, a hemorrhoid is a uh, an inflamed blood vessel, mm-hmm. so it makes a little uh, grape like not great, as big as a grape. Thank the Lord, but mm-hmm. a little um, little squishy blob. Mm-hmm. If I got an inflamed vein on my elbow, I'm not sure if that's possible, but say I did, sure I had is. a little tiny swelling on my elbow. Well, I would tell you those veins all over the place. Well, absolutely, you? and I, w- I would tell you, well, I've got this little swelling on my elbow. And I don't too much information. I don't want to hear about your elbow, mate. <laughs> exactly. And so, why is it when when it's your bottom that somehow you're not allowed to talk about it, despite the fact that we've all got one and we all use it every day? It just seems unfair because to me. Because bottoms are dirty. That's right. Dirty bottoms, like breasts, actually. Yes. Um, they, uh, it's funny. Some of uh, Victoria's colleagues have reacted to her because she's talk, told, told how she's breastfeeding, and some of her colleagues go, Ugh! 
And it's just thought, yeah, because it's really disgusting to give your baby oh, the yeah. milk that's made for it, rather than desiccating the milk from another species. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's that's natural. Yes, it's much more natural to drink you know, the cow. Drying, milk. drying out the milk from another species and then adding lots of vitamins to it is the natural way of doing things. That's right. That's how God intended for yeah. it to be done. Yeah. So um, you know, yes, it is. Fair. We are. If we cover it up with underpants, underwear, then mm-hmm. it's forbidden to be discussed. Which seems so very peculiar to me when we all have these things in common that we're not allowed to discuss this and so I, I'm proud to You're say proud in public to that say I have you've got a hemorrhoid proud you got a hemorrhoid it wants to be free the thing that bothers me about it is I associate them with something that old people have mm. and so um, I don't want to feel not old. necessarily no um, didn't St- Stephen Fry wrote in Paperweight in his 20s about how everybody at his dinner parties was discussing their hemorrhoids oh really Excellent. do you remember Paperweight I have not read Paperweight yes you have no, I haven't. You really have. You really have. You're, you're going senile. I must be. You you did. Do you remember he wrote the article about the Daily Mail in it, and you reveled in it at the time. It's it's just a collection of stories and his trefusis articles and things like I've that. I've read Moab is my washboard. No, you have read Paperweight. And the Star's Tennis Balls. You've read Paperweight because you discussed okay. it with me at the time. Well, I have a very bad memory, it seems. You, do. you didn't remember the, um, meeting Victoria's brother either, even though no? you'd been to a gig with him. No, I don't remember and that. Victoria, before I'd even met Victoria, so really you're... Um, you are going senile, actually. I must be going senile. Yeah. I was learning how memory works this week. Where are you? Listening to an episode of my new favourite podcast. It's are much you... better than this one. You should really stop listening to this one. What, what's Listen it called? Listen to Radiolab instead. The, uh, so it's from uh, NPR uh, in America. No, well, that's cheating. How is that cheating? NPR gets loads of funding. <laughs> that's true. We have to buy our own smart price. I as to pay, stuff. pay I mean, my own train ticket to get Exactly. Here. So let's not have any of that rubbish. NPR gets a huge amount of money from the evil liberal establishment. <laughs> that's right. The, the gay Volun- evil liberal establishment. Volunteering their money toward them for free. For they no do reason. get some. I think they still get something from the government, from the National Endowment of the Arts. Yes, they do. Despite uh, the Republicans desperately trying yeah. to close them down. And there's a number of uh, corporate sponsors as well. Who still? Will, uh, yeah, listen to if you listen to Met This American Life or, or Radio Lab, both of them at the end will list various. They're always foundations, but they're foundations run by, say, it might be Ford, might be running a foundation for the arts. Oh, like oh, I do want to make it clear today, in case anybody wonders, that we're not sponsored by and have no affiliation with ASDA. Oh, in fact, so. I would recommend that you don't go to ASDA because it's a very unpleasant supermarket <laughs> in every respect. So, but in case anybody, you'd be missing out on their yeah. extraordinary rum-based excitement. Yeah, yeah, no, it's basically just Walmart now. Anyway, it's part of the Walmart family is ASDA, so. Um, Stay away, yes. If you wish to keep your soul, <laughs> that's true. Why did we go there today then? I don't. We, maybe we didn't wish to keep our soul for today. Oh, would you like to justify how you bought uh, chicken, uh, a, a non-free range chicken in your curry? Um, well, we saw all the Auschwitz eggs at Asda, <laughs> and all the wretched people purchasing them. At the same yes. time, I noticed while purchasing lottery tickets, you know, instead of buying spending an extra quid in the lottery ticket, perhaps you could have bought some eggs that weren't produced in a concentration camp. Yeah, but when you crack this egg open, is one of them going to have fifty million pounds inside? Is exactly, it exactly? Yes. So that now, would be great, though. That's what they should do. But with then I realised that that's okay because I bought this chicken curry ironically <laughs> okay. to make a point. So that's okay. The chicken, yes. the chicken died for a um, for a heuristic purpose. <laughs> so, yes, that's, that's okay. True. That's very good. That's a good mm. reason for a chicken to die. I'm sure the chicken up there in chicken heaven, chicken's <laughs> all chickens go to, or Chevin, that is called. <laughs> Is is going well? At least look, he's nudging all the others who were in Asda budget curries. It still can nudge with its wing. Of, of course, it's already got wings. It doesn't have to have them added like we do when we go to heaven. That's true. No chickens already got They're its pre-made wings. pre-made angels. So in fact, <laughs> maybe chickens are little angels that we've been eating. 
There was an episode of... Angels moved to the earth by the Lord, and we've been eating them. Oh my goodness, what have we done? <laughs> They've been trying to preach to us. <laughs> Turn you away from sin! And you ring their Ring throat. the neck. I was watching an episode of Bones recently, and it was all about the murder what, taking place. I don't in, know what this is. It's a murder bones. mystery programme taking place in a chicken farm. <laughs> and uh, and they, they have to clip the beaks yeah, to stop a, them from fighting in the... Yeah. Uh, in the and intensive farming and it's very rude I think it's lovely what a lovely way to raise a chicken well you've just eaten one <coughs> <coughs> I feel like I gave that chicken a better life being inside my tummy than <laughs> yes. it had in that the farm it did. got a lot more room <laughs> that's true are you calling me fat is yes. that what you're doing <laughs> yes it's good since you've had your hair cut by the way you look an awful lot more like your brother I'm sorry I just thought I'd let you know that I had my hair cut because when I when when my daughter, to use that phrase again, your daughter started suckling on my hair, <laughs> and she tried to latch on, and I think well actually at that point Ugh. it's time to have a haircut. That's very strange. That said, when she was born, she latched onto. I gave her skin to skin after after she was born, mm-hmm. and while Victoria was being. You mean you slapped high five? No, no, no. Uh, oh, in, in because Victoria had to have a cesarean, and we were in in the um, in the operating theatre, and the midwife said, "Well, she's cold. Take." Un- Put her underneath your scrubs, because I have to wear scrubs. So mm-hmm. they said, well, take off your T-shirt and put her underneath the scrubs and let her contact your skin until mother's ready. And I was holding this baby. who had only been in the world for a few minutes. Yeah. And she immediately started kicking her away and pushing her way up to me <laughs> and latched on and started suckling. And sadly, <laughs> nothing was coming out. She became annoyed. So yeah. she learned from the first few minutes of her life that her daddy will always betray her. That's right. And disappoint her. That's true. So, yes, yeah, so she, she... My God, I just imagine a baby trying to suckle on my hairy... Uh, <laughs> beast of a body. Well, they. She choked to death within the first seconds of her life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, she got a very odd fetish. She'd have hairballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you, you wouldn't really want that, would you? Not, that would at, be, not at that age, anyway. That would be horrendous. The only time I've worn scrubs mm-hmm. was uh, to observe a hip replacement. Who's? Uh, a man. I was doing work experience for my A levels in a pathology lab in a private hospital in the town in Guildford. That sounds, oh, I hope you weren't given some hilariously high position by mistake and the <laughs> fate of people's lives were in your hands as you mistook the uh, samples. Well, no, I, I did get to diagnose cancer. It was a quite bizarre uh, oh thing to do. And, of course, it was double-checked by the pathologist. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. didn't quite trust the 17, I the 18-year-old. <laughs> my voice had broken by I think he's got cancer. <laughs> and I wasn't American. It's it weird that I was in a, a squeaky-voiced American Oh, I think 18. he's got cancer. Oh, my God, he's got Cancer? No, oh my god, he's got cancer. <laughs> it's Australian. Yes. Like oh, Billy. Okay. Like yeah, Billy. It's like a Muppet. <laughs> like, oh my god, uh, you've got cancer. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Michael Jackson. It's metastasized. So I got to look at people's blood and find like uh, teardrop shaped cells, which would mean kidney cancer, if I remember correctly. Right. Um, and things like that. Was, as you, you, say, of, you say, your kidney's crying. It's got <laughs> cancer. That's right. It's got the cancer. Mm. See, what you do is you, you take the blood sample and you look through the microscope, and there was this weird moment of going, oh, look, I found one. I found, oh, I found that she's got cancer. <laughs> yes. and it's kind of it's a moment of excitement and then realising what that means mm. it's horrible but on my final day um, oh I should tell about the Wii, the Wii uh, when I was there Nintendo everyone, or micturating uh, micturating everyone mm. had to bring a a um, pot of Wii to a party a 24 hour sample of their Wii so oh. 24 hours of Wii in one container so they'd be given a 4 litre container and um, two people in a row came in to deliver their Wii for testing and the first person brought in two of these 4 litre containers full which is an exceptional amount so of weed. been drinking every two seconds. And, and, and then the next <coughs> person who came in brought one with barely a centimetre at the bottom of bright red weed. Oh, dear. Oh, it was a, a real 
broad mix. I can hear your baby the crying. Won't, won't pick her up though. Don't worry. Um, do your fatherly instincts make you want to rush out and see what's wrong? No. Good. Um, so yeah. So anyway. So at the end of the week, I was glad I could tell I could go and watch an operation. I could see a child's eye being operated on, Ooh. or a hip replacement of a fifty, sixty-year-old man. And they told me don't go and see the child's eye because it'd be too traumatic. Mm. So I went to see the hip, the hip replacement, and um, it was this, it was having a hip he'd already had replaced, replaced. So it was an apparently a hip ones, replacement replacement, a hip replacement replacement. Because apparently the ones they had in the eighties uh, <laughs> now rot the bone. They, <laughs> right. they put bad hips in. So they have to get and that's these so eighties, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So they have to get those hips out. They shouldn't the have gotten. They shouldn't have used the Asda Smart Price hips. <laughs> that's that's the that dissolves as you put them inside your hip. What was so exceptional about watching the hip replacement was the tray of instruments used. Mm-hmm. They had. Um, I remember seeing a news story recently uh, in which a doctor was complaining that the NHS were using tablespoons for hip replacements rather than the correct equipment. Mm-hmm. And this was a massive scandal, and all the tabloids I'm left sure on the it. Daily Mail was angry. A huge story because you know we're using canteen cutlery because they can't. The NHS can't afford the correct equipment. What mm. I knew from having watched this was that the t- the tablespoon was the perfect piece of equipment, yeah. and the correct equipment merely simulated a tablespoon. Yeah. So this, this probably expensively and not yes, quite exactly. as well. So this 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 is a pri- and I should stress this was a private hospital, so they were not uh, short of the equipment they needed, and they were using a tablespoon because it was what they needed, mm. um, and also a hammer and chisel. <laughs> was on this tray of instruments. It really looked, it looked like something from something get someone's garage. Yeah. So I had this tall, thin, spindly surgeon and a big, fat, jolly anaesthetist, and like a double act. And the surgeon was very severe and very serious, and the anaesthetist was very friendly, and he was talking me through. And it was a or, or as in Victoria's operation, I'm the anaesthetic lady. So you mean the anaesthetist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Patronising. I'm the anaesthetic fairy. Ting. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, do 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 carry on. Um, and so yes, the anaesthetist was talking me through what was a three or four hour surgery. It was a long time stood up. Mm. Um, they gave me a block to stand on so I could have a better view. It was very nice oh, um, in my funny scrub shoes and scrub clothes. Um, and so anyway, we were watching this, and and they it came to the point when the hammer and chisel was brought out, which I was a little nervous of seeing. Mm. And they placed the chisel inside the because the leg had been opened up, and we were right down to the bone and mm-hmm. and and the, the old hip replacement. And the chisel was put in, and then the anaesthetist explained to me. He said, um, "Now at this point, Mister Such and Such has to be very careful. This is a very precise and precise and delicate part of the operation, yeah. and uh, and so he has to do this." Because. And then the uh, surgeon goes, "Bang!" and just hit it as absolutely hard as he could. <laughs> yeah, I jumped very, out my skin, and they both, subtle... both fell about laughing. Oh, good. yeah, this very subtle procedure. He's basically smashing it. Exactly. Over, so right? clearly, this is uh, the prank they like to play on everyone who's watching their first hip replacement. Is you have to put the full force of your weight and my dad's had both his hip replaced now and so I told him about this <laughs> it's in, and, no, and now I've, see, I've seen the bruising and how long it takes to be able to walk again afterwards and it's not surprising the, the why does one need hammering one? why does on one need one hips to be replaced because they stop working they don't no in what sense I mean what, what goes wrong uh, I don't do know. Do they shatter? Do they no, run out shatter. of oil? They, oh, it's, I do know. It's um, the, the lubricant between the joint. Can't you just get some WD-40 injected or something like Apparently that? Apparently not. Apparently that doesn't work. Because yeah. what happens is the bones scrape together. So it's like arthritis times a million. It's just horrendous. Oh, dear. Um, Did he get yes. them on the NHS? Uh, I don't... He got at least one of them privately. I don't remember. Hmm. Because it was a case of... Um, Wait, if it was on the NHS, years. it was going to be... He was unable to walk and he's a dentist. So he needs to be up, stood up all day long. Mm. Um, and he was unable to be, and it was going to be a year's wait or something. Did you see the hip before it was inserted? No, I wasn't there. I only saw Mm. him afterward. Uh, I didn't see... No, I didn't get to observe his operation, sadly. 
No. I guess I, I, I didn't have to wear scrubs, but I scrubbed up for a couple of cat spays. I helped perform cat spays well, when I was a teenager. I was, I was asked whether I wanted to observe the caesarean section. And, and did you? No, I, I stood. I stayed behind the partition uh, right. with, with, with her. It was because you were squeamish no, or because it was your wife? No, or? no, it, was, it wasn't that. It was that um, I didn't want... If the baby were pulled out and it would, was blue and stillborn, I didn't want to see that. Okay. More than the operation. So as soon as she was pulled out and started whinging, I, I was quite happy to watch what was going on next. And I saw her being sewn back up again. Mm-hmm. And they use a huge amount of, of um, cauterizing. So the whole place started smelling like a sort of a, a barbecue, really. <laughs> right. quite, quite nice, really. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. You know, the whole time, they, the surgeons are all there talking about the whole thing. <laughs> you know, let, let's flip it over and you know can we do some bacon while we're yeah, here I was sort of saying what sort of stitches should we use today what, what sort of thread should we use it was also quite funny when we went into the um, into the operating theatre and said are you okay to her and he said yeah and she was obviously slightly woozy by the stage because she'd been ODing on the gas and air and Victoria said oh, yeah I'm okay could you, could you just turn down the lights a bit and he said mm, no there's an operating theatre we do <laughs> you, you probably want us to be able to see what we're doing <laughs> So, no, we weren't able to persist with our dim light and clary sage oil in the operating theatre. How so. dare they? Yes, that's the NHS for you all over. It, it is. It they would have worn night vision goggles if you had done it privately. And then, and then the and then the, um, the 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 midwife they'd already cut the cord. But they said you want to cut the cord, obviously away from the belly button. And I said, no, no, your job. You, you, I'm, I'm, you did eight years of education. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, if there's any um, liability lawsuits here, you're going to be at the end of it, not If me. your internet goes down, I'm here for you. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm, I'm not here to cut bits of necrotizing skin <laughs> off babies. Thank you. So there we are. Yeah. You reminded me, talking of my being fat, I remember going in for my um, appendicitis, well, my, having my, what do you call it when you have your appendix removed? Appe- appendectomy. Appendectomy, of course. Yeah. Um, and so I remember... Uh, lying down in because I was in terrible amounts of pain it was an emergency operation um, and they put me on morphine which I found absolutely horrendous I really uh, was it morphine or diamorphine I don't know I Victoria they got... told me morphine no then maybe it was morphine because Victoria while she was pregnant after being in labour for so long just to give her a rest they gave her diamorphine uh-huh. which is heroin oh, yes and she liked that very much well, morphine is but it's, morphine it's... is different to heroin well, it's, it's it's still a it's still it's very molecularly it's molecularly very similar. It is, still, but uh, I think it acts differently on people. What's Her, the, heroin is more like a hug. Than what's the correct term for it? Um, opioid. Opi- it's still an opiate, isn't it? And, mm. and so you have an opiate reaction to it. But mm. I had um, uh, I, I hated it, but I felt like I was detached from my body. Indeed, you said so before. Grandpa, you know. So have I told the story about the sort of the surgeon said to me on the way in? Then no. Um, just checking because I can't remember any. I'm so senile. Uh, Who are you? He he pointed to where am I? What's going on? <laughs> he, he he pointed down to my belly and mm-hmm. he said to me, um, he was explaining why they were going to do keyhole rather than fully invasive surgery. Yeah. And he said, um, when there's more of someone in this area, <laughs> that was how he phrased it. <laughs> so I thought it was brilliant. And even in my high state, I thought that when we have to, when we have to resharpen our scalpels <laughs> halfway through the incision. <laughs> We don't need to dig. We use the pneumatic scalpel, and we have to install a lift. <laughs> like, Thanks very much, Doc. Yes, that was very no, good. No, you, you get upset about your fatness. I know. 
You don't well, like people. Like when I said, when you talked about riding a horse, and I said, poor horse, and you were very angry with <laughs> no, me. No, that's not what happened. Very angry. Do you, do you really want to go over the story? Because I think you'll find that your wife walked out and, of the hotel. She that was, was so some, angry. That was she was so ago. angry with you that for was some what you years said. Ago, and you won't remember anyway because you're seeing it. I do remember that quite clearly. <laughs> you remember that then? <laughs> yes, I remember that moment. It's, I did. You said, I want to go horse riding. And I said, I oh, poor horse. And you started crying. That's and you crying. And you ran out. You said, how can you be so hurtful? I slammed a glass against the wall. The wall, and you said, "No, actually, get out of my life! I don't want to see you anymore." And I slapped you. Yeah, it was it was very beautiful. That's what happened. That's true. We're in we're Amsterdam. In Amsterdam. Mm. So yes, I think perhaps we look. We're at forty-three minutes. It's time to stop. Mm. Okay, that went very quickly. It did go quicker than I thought. More quickly, not quicker. Uh, it, it, it went more quicker than I thought. <laughs> That's better. Okay, good. excellent. Shall shall we end here? Yes. Oh, uh, remember we remember email podcast at rundoings.com uh, a to name John's hemorrhoid, My hemorrhoid, and B just to say hello to baby Judith. A poem would be good, perhaps a limerick. Anything too rude will be kept until she's eighteen or older. That's true. Um, let's let's think about maybe keeping the emails on record of people who would send a rude message to a newborn baby. Yes, well that's fine. If you want to try and do that, be my guest. Remember, IP addresses, despite what you think, are trackable. <laughs> Thanks very much. Then, ta ta. Bye bye.